welcome to the Origins of Home podcast. I am Mariana Venceslao and I am your host. In the Origins of Home, we are contemplating home, family and life. Join the journey to become a better steward of the skills, resources and relationships we have. This episode is going to be more of a brain dump type of thing because I've found that crafting a cohesive monologue in one week is not feasible for me right now. And so I decided to change the format a little bit. I'm just going to have loose scripts of topics that I want to talk about and I'm going to try and make a, a thread throughout these topics. So do not be hasty. I just read on Farnham Street's um, Brain Food, which is a newsletter that uh, Shane Parrish from Farnham Street sends out every Sunday. And it's about this excerpt that I'm going to read. It's from his podcast episode with a military officer that I don't know who he is, but he says that um, in peaceful times, people have coping mechanisms and capabilities that work, but they don't necessarily play well in war times. So how do you know if that person is going to be a good commander in combat? And his father tells him the following. Some people keep asking for more information and what they're trying to do is drive the uncertainty to zero so that there's really not a question on the right course of action because you know everything. And then he goes on to say, they become hesitant because that is not achievable. You cannot reduce the uncertainty to zero. You cannot be 100% sure of something. And so these people will become tentative and they will become focused on getting more and more information to ratchet the uncertainty out of the situation and they don't act. And so I started thinking about that and it's basically my struggle for the past week because after I finished the first episode, Why We Need to Talk About Encanto, I felt like, okay, that's a finished product, I'm very proud of it, I like the way I structured the information, I like the script that I made, I really am proud of this episode. And then I have a list of ideas, and it's like 20 ideas, but I couldn't, I couldn't get myself to just sit and, and write a cohesive script because as a researcher, I was looking at this project as kind of like writing a thesis or writing a scientific article for a journal, and that's not how it's going to go, at least not for now, because when you're writing something scientific, when you're trying to get published or when you're trying to finish a thesis, you have to look at everything that's being said and everything that other scientists are doing regarding that subject. You have to have a really broad base of knowledge on that topic because you need to create a dialogue with that. You know, you can't just make stuff up out of your head. Science is not done like that. 
So when you're when you're writing something scientific, what ends up happening is you read like 30 articles to write down one paragraph that has two references, and that process takes a lot of time. And I've found myself being、um, hindered by it because I wanted to to dive so deep into a topic that I would cover this broad base and that I would bring something. Very, very structured and very well thought out on every episode, but I simply don't have the time to put into that every week. So this needs to be more of a dialogue、uh, in a more casual sense, and not a scientific thesis. <laughs> so what I got from the excerpt from Farnham Street is to not be so focused on getting all the information. Try and reduce the risk to zero, because that will that will never be achieved. I will never achieve a point where I know all there is to know. I know every argument. I know where everyone stands on a particular subject, so that I can make my own comments on it and and cover all the bases. That will never be achieved. And if I wait for that moment to arrive, I will never act, and I will not carry on this project, and I will not carry on millions of other things that I want to do, because I will always be with a scientific journal mindset of, oh yeah, I need to reduce the risk to zero. I need to know every information so that I cover all the bases, so that I counter all the arguments, and I counter all the counter arguments, and I expose the scenario fully. I'm not going to become an expert in everything that I want to talk about. And that's not even the point. The point of this podcast is to create a dialogue with people that are interested in these topics, with people that are learning or wanting to learn about these topics. Because I am learning as well, so it's more of a hey, let me show you what I've been thinking about it, and let's create a discussion out of that instead of here's a thought out book or manifesto that is going to be your guide for this particular topic. That's not the point. So I need to just focus and create something, even if it sucks, even if it's not perfect. It's consistency in producing、um, or putting thought to product, to episodes. So don't be so focused on getting information to try and reduce the risk to zero, because you'll never achieve it, and therefore you'll never act. That's point one. Another thing that I want to talk about. Is Maslow's hierarchy of needs? I've been thinking a lot about that, and that's coming from my own life as of late. I'm trying to get a real job, you know. After my PhD is finished, I want to get a real paying job, and and getting that, you know, the first step, the first open door, the first opportunity is proving to be more challenging than than I anticipated, and it got me thinking about this. Theory, the psychological、um, theory from Maslow. He divides human life into into sectors, into a pyramid with levels, and basically is about us focusing on trying to fulfill certain things in a different hierarchy. You know, like there are things that are supposed to be not more important but more urgent. You know, if, and if those things are met, if those needs are met. Then you can focus on higher level needs. He structures our needs in five different categories, and I'm just going to list them out, and then we're gonna make some comments about it. So the base layer, the first layer, would be the physiological needs, and that would be like having access to clean air, clean water, having access to food and shelter, and proper sleep, clothing, and stuff like that. 
So basically, the idea is when you're hungry. I think we've all heard the the hangry case. You know, when a person is is hungry, they start to get angry, and it doesn't matter what you talk to them about or what you're trying to get them to do or pay attention to. All they can pay attention is getting food in their bellies, and that is a physiological need that needs to be fulfilled. So once you fulfill that basic need, then you can get back into being friendly or loving or pay attention to whomever is trying to talk to you. That is a good representation of Maslow's hierarchy of needs in actual form. So that's the first layer: physiological needs. The the layer above that would be safety needs, and that would be personal security, feeling safe,、uh, having an employment, having resources, being healthy. It would be a step above the base layer, but also with some fundamental aspects to thriving in our society. The third layer would be love and belonging, and that would be things like having good friendships, or having intimacy, or having family, and generally a sense of connection with other human beings. So now you're starting to get away from basic structural things and more into a relational aspect to human life. Then the fourth category, the fourth level of needs, would be the esteem level, and there will be things like having respect from peers, having、uh, good self-esteem, having recognition or status, and freedom. And then after that, above that, would be the last level, and it's self-actualization, which, in the picture that I have in front of me, is describing it as the desire to become the most that one can be. I view self-actualization as fulfilling your purpose. You know, it's a it's a, a giving back. It's a oh now I I can focus on higher things, which is basically the idea behind the whole pyramid. But going back to to my life, I、uh, I still live with my parents, by the way. So that's a point that、uh, is going to set the scene a little bit better. And living with my parents is great. You know, love them. But sometimes you kind of feel like, oh, if I was more independent and if I had、uh, my own space, then I could carry out things my own way, and that would bring maturity, and that would bring, you know, other things to further develop my individual life, and that would also prime me for、um, having my own family in the future. So,、uh, in my quest for a job after my PhD is finished. I'm looking to satisfy、uh, one of the safety needs, one of the second layer of Maslow's hierarchy, and that would mean being able to afford, you know, like water, food, shelter, clothing, stuff like that, in the in the physiological layer. But our society, at least in the, if you're out of poverty, you know, if you're moderate,、uh, median member of society, you're not usually that concerned with. Getting access to clean water, food, and shelter—you probably have that. So we're most of the time trying to fulfill the needs in the higher levels of this hierarchy. So when I find myself looking for employment, I'm trying to satisfy one of the most basal, one of the most fundamental layers of this need. And what happens is, and the, the whole principle of this of this theory from Maslow is, you focus your attention and you focus your resources and energy and mental capacity to fulfilling the basic needs first, and only after they are met or partially met, you can then. 
shift your focus into higher levels of, of needs. Basically, is you're not going to be that preoccupied with achieving self-actualization if you're still trying to have, you know, employment and a uh, place to sleep, and you're you're dealing with health issues. You know, self-actualization is going to fall in the priority of fulfillment if you have issues with those more basic needs. As a as a young professional trying to find my footing. In my career, that is something that I'm finding troublesome because at the same time that I'm trying to achieve respect, status, recognition in my career, I'm also trying to achieve, you know, means to pay my bills. You know, so I'm trying to acquire resources to provide basic needs. The one thing that I don't see problems right now is in the sense of connection, you know, love and belonging. That I think is pretty set. But the other categories need some work, and sometimes it's very draining because you you want to be focused on the higher levels, but you you have your energy, you have the need to focus on the more basic levels of needs. And that seems like you're behind everyone else because you look around and it seems like people or people close to you are trying to fulfill the higher levels of needs, and you're like, oh yeah, I'm still trying to find a job, I'm still trying to find my footing, I'm still trying to get the ball going, and it makes you seem like you're behind, and it makes you seem like you're not quite there. You know, like you're you're underachieving. That's not necessarily true. It's just that your journey is different. Which brings me to my next point, which is a phrase that I that I've been thinking about for many many years. Okay, so that phrase that I've been thinking about many many years is comparison is the thief of joy. Now, comparison to who? Comparing what and what is this joy? So over the years, when you allow yourself to be bombarded by the world and the consumeristic, capitalistic, or any other aspect of modern society that seeps into our brains and and takes hold of our hearts, it can it can really hinder your your ability to be joyful. And going back to Maslow's hierarchy of needs.、Um, When you don't have basic needs met, it can be pretty daunting to just forgo joy altogether. You're like, dude, I don't have, I don't have security. I don't have resources. I don't have health. My health is hindered. I don't have proper shelter. How do you expect me to be happy? You know, I've I've met many people like that, and I've been like that in many occasions. But that's mostly because you compare it to others. You're looking to your side, and you see your friends or acquaintances worrying about the higher levels of needs, and you're like, yeah, it's easy to be joyful because they have these lower level needs met. It's easy for them, but that's not true. There is always something to be joyful about. Life is a gift. Everyone still has something to be joyful about. That's a lesson that I've been trying to practice: is don't compare my life status, you know, my my journey, the point that I am within my path. I'm trying not to compare that with someone else because their path is different than mine. Their story, their history, the steps that they took are different than mine. The resources that we come with. Is different. 
So comparing apples and oranges and being dissatisfied when oranges excel at being citric is not really a good measure of how good apples are. I think I'm butchering that metaphor, but basically is don't try and compare apples and oranges. If the variables are different, the results are going to be different, you know? So you can't even really compare identical twins, you know? They're still different people and they're still gonna have different paths. So even that, you know, which at first glance would be like, oh yeah, they, they're the same, but they're not. Okay, that's what happens when I don't have a script. That's what happens when, <laughs> when I just ramble on and on. This was another episode of the Origins of Home podcast. If you'd like to leave comments or feedback, you can send us an email over at originsofhomepod at gmail.com. If you'd like to get the show in more people's ears, leaving a review would be lovely. I would also like to encourage you to send this episode to one friend you think will like to hear what we talked about today. You can see useful links for today's episode in the show notes. And that's it. Thank you so much for tuning in, and we'll see you in the next episode. Bye.